Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is the Business of Thinking Big, the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So, if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Joining me today are two incredible spring A players. I'm so excited for you to meet them. Ladies, just take a minute and share with everyone who you are and what you do in 10 seconds or less. Brittany, why don't you go first? Yeah. So good morning, guys. My name is Brittany. I go by Brittany the Coach on Instagram, and I just help high-achieving women follow their dream business that are aligned with their dream purposes. I help them identify the gaps that are within their business, and we strategize to close them. Amazing. Amazing. Welcome. And next up, Angela, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, good morning. I'm Angela from Decor Answer. I'm an interior designer. I'm one of the eight players and it's been an incredible journey. So I'm excited to share a little bit about that this morning. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you both. You have both been such a joy to coach in this program and you both created a lot of momentum. The truth be told, I probably could have had the whole cohort on because it's been such a powerful 90 days so far. I guess we're around 65 days of the way through the program. And truly, all of the A players have been making great strides. But I wanted to have a conversation today about the relationship between mindset and momentum, because I always talk about this. I always say momentum breeds more momentum. And once you get into motion, you start to really see some great results in your business. However, we need to have the mindset to get into motion, to create that momentum. So that's what we're here to talk about today. And I'm really excited to dive in. So I asked you to think about this question. What were some of your maybe predominant limiting beliefs before you started A Player? So whether that's, you know, earlier this year or last year, Angela, why don't you go first with this one? I think one of the biggest roadblocks, mindset, I think is so important during this whole entrepreneurial journey. And so coming into A players, I, I know, and I can honestly say I was a smaller thinker in terms of the possibilities or what I was even capable of, am capable of. And so I think coming in, I thought, one of the questions you asked Leanne early on is what do you want to achieve? What's your five year vision? And so that was really small at the beginning. And I think working on mindset, thinking about it, it's been really mind expanding, right? Why should I think small when it's just as easy to think large and think big, bigger goals, better clients in terms of me and aligning with my needs and my, what I can offer to clients. So that's been a really incredible journey. I think really thinking bigger and thinking what's possible. So that's been one of the the areas for me. When you say you were sort of thinking small, can you give us an example of what that might have looked like back then? For example, not even knowing where to begin. Like, how do you have more conversations? We hear that we should have great conversations and meaningful conversations. And it's like, okay, maybe I can have one or two conversations. And how do I go about starting the conversation? But thinking 
bigger is like have five conversations and really thinking that it's possible to service all of these clients. What does that mean? Well, maybe that means building a team. So I hear you really saying that in turn, like maybe, maybe it wasn't that you even realized you were thinking small, but when you look back, you're able to say you were setting these goals for yourself in a, in a very sort of realistic and doable way. And you didn't even think to stretch yourself beyond that. Right. Or even thinking small, thinking like, what is the five-year plan? The five-year plan is, oh, maybe making six figures over the even, I don't know, even over the final, over five years. Well, why not have six figures in one year times six or seven figures in one year times five and times 10 and, and that. So I think just making that shift has been so valuable. Yeah. I love that. I love that you can acknowledge that, you know, looking back, you were setting the bar kind of low for yourself, low, doable, achievable, but it wasn't lighting you up and you were expanding past what you felt was within arm's reach. Brittany, I want to hear from you on this. What were some of your maybe limiting beliefs now looking back? Oh my word. Well, can I do this? What am I doing? I transitioned from corporate America into the entrepreneurial world. It's so much easier for me to go back into corporate America, just get myself a job. But that's not something that I wanted to do. I wanted to have the economy to have my baby girl. I wanted to be able to go to parks and walking, things of that nature. And I did not want to be in a corporate America world where I was tied to a nine to five from a day-to-day basis and I had to be up under someone else's ring. I wanted to be able to do my own thing. And I just go back to, what are you thinking? Why are you doing this? It's so much easier. In one of your trainings, you literally mentioned it's easy to sell the product when it's someone else, but then when it becomes yourself, whoa, how do you sell yourself? That was something that was really scary for me. Oh, yeah. We'll dive into that, too. It definitely is is a shift when you start to show up as your own business, as opposed to just a human being. (laughs) Right. So I'm hearing you say maybe that some of the limiting beliefs were around it's easier to just have a job. Entrepreneurship is hard. Was that was that a story that was running in either of your minds? Like, this is hard to do. It's hard to make your own money. It's, It's or it's hard to be successful working for yourself. Brittany, is that Yes, a hundred percent. It's there's a few layers to it, right? So when you are an entrepreneur, you are the team, you're the marketing, you're the the social media, you're the the council, you're you're all the things, you're the admin, you're everything, right? Versus in corporate America, you may have had a team or a department. You've got to get yourself up and show up and be that person. Okay, well, how do I do that? Because I don't necessarily know all the things, right? And so that pulled me back too, because I I wasn't aware of all the things, but knowing and understand just Literally having the mindset to just push through was hard too. Let me just be honest. It was, it was hard too. How do you push through something you really don't know how to do? Well, you join a community and you get networked. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely be talking about that in a minute. Angela, how about you? Absolutely. And I think even just moving forward, it is hard. I think every day is hard. However, I think understanding Okay, what do I have control over? Breaking it down. I think for me, this has been a really big, important lesson is hard is when it's big. But if you break it down into, okay, I have two calls to make and three emails to send. Well, that's doable. And so I think 
that's been for me, that is a work in progress. And that's what makes it achievable and doable is just really understanding the overwhelm and breaking that down. Okay, what is causing that stress or that anxiety? And it is, but working nine to five is hard. <laughs> Balancing mom life is hard. Working, as Brittany mentioned, working for yourself is hard. But instead of thinking of it as hard, think of it as a challenge. This is what is the challenge in this? Okay, I'm up for the challenge, right? Nobody wants to do something that's hard, but hey, let's be challenged and change the words that we choose to use. I love this so much. And I think you touched on something that comes up a lot in A players, which is that idea of overwhelm. Oh my gosh, there's so many things that I need to do. It all needs to be done by me. It all needs to be done today. It's piling up. Here I see this pile of things to do. I'd love to talk about, rather than talking about just sort of like the solution, because we're going to get there in a minute, but I'd love to talk about what it's like to wake up every day or, you know, wake up on a Monday and feel that overwhelm. Well, how is it, Brittany, how is it showing up for you? Because I know this is something we've talked about on Boxer, actually. It shows up in so many different ways. You're questioning your everything. You're questioning everything. Did, did I wear the right color shoes today? Because does this even make sense for my business? How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Literally, you have the, the feeling of vomit in your stomach daily. Like, what am I doing? I'll be honest. I think it showed up a little bit in my marriage in ways. I would just start yelling at my husband for no reason because listen, I'm stressed out. I, I cannot focus. And you have ketchup in the refrigerator and I don't understand why. Like literally, like cannot focus and, and frustrated. And, and then also a few sleepless nights. Your mind is just running, running, running. And even sometimes I would get up and I would either Voxer Leanne or I would go to write down my thoughts. And then when I would go to write down my thoughts, it would be completely foreign. I don't even know what to write down. Yeah. So sometimes I, I, I get that idea of like, I don't even know what to, where, what to write down. I don't even know where to start. That's how overwhelm can really kind of take over if we're not careful. It starts to create this analysis paralysis, right? We're overthinking all the many things and which is the thing that I should put my energy into? Well, I can't decide. So I guess I'm just not going to. Right. And then that's when the days kind of turn into weeks and you're like, Oh, I haven't made any movement on any of this because I'm still afraid of it. Or you're waiting for something to happen or you're waiting to have a conversation with a particular someone so that that could move you along because you're looking for a sense of validation or you're looking for a sense of even maybe affirmation from another person versus just knowing you got you. Yeah. So Angela, how is overwhelm impacting your life? When you and I first connected, I mean, even before eight players, how did you see it showing up for you? Oh, exactly that. There's a sense of paralysis that sets in. It's easier to just Sometimes, and it happens. I think it's just part of how some people are wired. Some people thrive in with the overwhelm. And, but I know personally, I, I just go into a sense of paralysis and nothing gets accomplished. And it really is debilitating at at its most extreme, how it presents in its most extreme form, because it's easier to say, that's it. I'm not doing any of this. <laughs> so <Wow. laughs> I, I log on to People Magazine because it's just a little bit easier. Or scrolling Instagram all day, or even I remember I even doctored in the end, like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't belong here. Let's just not. Why are we doing 
<laughs> which is which is total BS, right? The idea right. of I don't belong here. And this is where we're going to talk about mindset choices, right? Choosing to believe A over B. It's just as easy to choose to believe I don't belong here as I belong here. Yeah. It's just as easy to choose I can't do this to I'm doing this imperfectly yep. and, and messily, but I'm doing it anyway. So let's talk about that. Let's, I want to talk about that relationship between mindset and momentum. What were some of the mindset shifts or belief shifts that you chose to make? And then how did you see that creating momentum? Brittany, I'm going to come to you first on this one. I literally made a decision to realize and understand, Brittany, you're enough. You're enough. You can do this. You have over two decades of doing this for somebody else. You are more than capable of doing this yourself. Truth, you're going to mess up. Truth, you're going to stumble. Truth, I got on a live and I lasted six minutes because I was overwhelmed with all the thoughts in my head and all the coaching that I've received. Good, good and bad. I, I was overwhelmed with all things from everybody else and I wasn't being Brittany. So then it halted me. But I had to remember, again, you're enough. You know what you're talking about. You got this. And you know what? Last night I went back and I reposted that live that I deleted. And why did you do that? Because first of all, I didn't know that it, I didn't know that a deleted live was archived because I deleted it. I went back. I had a little cousin who was like, no, it's still there. So I was like, no, it's not. So I went back and I looked, okay? It took the little 22 year old to tell me it was there. So I went back, I looked it up, it was there. We watched it and I, I looked and I was like, it's actually not as bad as I thought. And I showed my card by saying, I'm nervous. But I thought, you know what? Here I am telling women to show up as their authentic self and I'm not doing the same. Post it. Mm -hmm. And it gave me the energy to realize I, it's okay. This is just being authentic and you don't have to be perfect in all that you do. You just have to show up, show up and be the best version of you. Oh my God. So much about this. I love that you made this decision because you realized that you weren't practicing what you preach, which is to just show up, be you, be authentic. Let it be, let it be imperfect, right? Let it, as you say, you're going to screw up. I love that you just realized, no, wait, I got to do that too. If I'm going to tell other women to do that, then I have to be willing to do the same. I just think there's so much power in that. I loved it. I, I enjoyed it because now also that it's also content in a way, right? Because now I am able to speak through that process now with, with my people. And it's, yeah. it's a, it's a beautiful cycle. I really hear you saying that the mindset shift was I'm going to mess up and that's okay. Versus before where you were like, I can't mess up because it has to be perfect. Is that the is that the biggest shift? Yes. Yes. And that it's okay. And that and and the truth of the matter is my mess up really is in on me. You don't know my notes. You have no idea what I'm going to talk about. You have no idea what I planned. It was me. And if I just continue to show up, you don't know that I intended to say this line versus that line. It, it was me. And I was showing that. I was basically showing you, no, I was supposed to say, and the elephant is red, but I said the elephant is green. Oh, no. You know, and but it doesn't. It's OK. It's OK. And nobody knows any different. And even if they did, it also makes you more likable. Being imperfect makes you 
makes you more likable, more trustworthy because you're not pretending. When you, when you put on that mask, people can see through that mask, right? Yeah. People can see through fake. But when you show up as, as yourself and you acknowledge the mess and you acknowledge that the baby's crying in the background, what you're doing is you're creating a powerful connection between you and your audience. I want to hear from Angela on this because you've been quietly waiting your turn here, Angela. What were some of those bigger shifts in mindset for you? And then maybe how did you start to see that momentum come off the back end? Yeah, this one is interesting. I love what you said, Brittany, about all of that, because I think it's true. Be authentic and show, be imperfect, because that that's really relatable. In my business, so I'm an interior designer and I help clients. And so my nature is just very nurturing and I'm very helpful. I love helping people. And so I think what has been happening is I've been really focusing on what sort of people do I want to serve? Who is my ideal client? We hear all about ideal client, but it's really important because it helps. It's helped me to be really focused on who do I want to serve and who don't I want to serve when I serve and who will benefit. Has It's especially in interior design. It's a mutual relationship. So what has happened is I, I have been having conversation or I've been reflecting back on clients that I've worked with, the ones that I've really loved. Okay, what does that look like? And the ones that I haven't and, and in general, knowing like, okay, maybe moving forward, I don't and will not be serving everybody. <laughs> like I don't have to help everybody because it's not going to be a mutual relationship. So in some of the calls, I have a, a very clear image. Is this a better fit or is it, is it not? And I used to want to say yes to everybody. And now I'm learning about boundaries and understanding what are my boundaries? Who do I want to work with? Who's my ideal client? And then it's like every job. And, and this is what's happening. I have been working with in the last month or two clients that I just love. Every single client I can say I love. Last year, this wasn't the case. There were, you know, one or two clients where it was, I, it wasn't the perfect client because it, it was just like, what am I doing here? I'm not this kind of a designer. I am this kind of a designer. How? So this is part of the shift that's been happening and it's been really empowering. And it also, it, it serves the client because they're going, it'll be just a mutually respectful and, and joyful relationship. It absolutely serves everyone in the relationship. It doesn't serve someone to take on a project that is not your wheelhouse or doesn't light you up. And oftentimes I find when we make this decision to really hold firm to that, who is my, who am I best meant to serve? Which is a question that I ask you all in the first day of eight players, right? It's not who, who should I serve, but who am I best suited to serving? When we start to make those decisions and then hold really firm to that boundaries, as Angela said, what we see typically is an up-leveling of the clientele. It's an up-leveling of the work that we actually get to do, right? We find our best work, it starts to come out because we're working with the best possible match for us. It's not about snobbery or being too good for someone. It's not at all about that. It's just about energetically, there is a right fit for everyone. And I, I love that this was the shift that you needed to make to get your business to the next level. So Angela, tell me about some of the things that have been, I, you, you mentioned that 
you're now, you know, you're now looking at a dream client roster, which is amazing. But once you made this decision, was it impacting things like, you know, the number of conversations or the quality of conversations or how did momentum kick in as a result of this? Yeah. So what really has happened, what I'd really, one of my goals, or I guess sub goals coming in was I want to set up my business so that it's a quality interior design firm. Even though right now it's a one person design firm, I want it to be quality. I want there to be an experience. Whereas last year it was all more word of mouth. And so it was all, you know, I would email proposals. Well, now I've really nailed down a proposal that I'm really proud of. I have a a framework that is helpful moving through clients. So when I have a conversation I can sort of bucket. I'm like, okay, this is going to be more of a decor conversation project. Great. This is what this looks like. And I can have a very, when somebody asks me about pricing, I'm I'm more clear about how I'm going to price as opposed to being like, well, let me think about it. And so, or if this is a design project, well, okay, this is the scale and the scope. This is how I present it and have a conversation with clients as opposed to emailing them the proposal, present the proposal. Just a small shift like that makes it a more effective conversation and more valuable conversation, which is what clients are looking for. They they want value. And if I'm being invited into someone's home, it, it has to be a conversation that invites somebody who's going to be very personable. So so I think this, those are some of the shifts that have happened that have been effective. That's amazing. So I'm hearing, I'm kind of reading between the lines. I'm hearing that there's a speeding up of the process that's happening because you're more clear, but also it sounds like there's just a better flow in the business. Yeah. And that's been really helpful. It's taken away a lot of anxiety and, and a lot of time wasting. (laughs) So now where it used to take me five, I don't know, a lot longer to put together a proposal, I can whip it out within 24 hours. And, and from a business sense of, for depending on what your business is, product or service, that is so crucial. Be really prompt. Be really ready. It says a lot about you as a provider. Yeah. And even just creating that feeling of readiness, right? I am open and ready for business. Bring it my way, universe. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Brittany, I want to hear from you. When you made these mindset shifts of like, I'm okay with it not being perfect. This is good enough. I am enough. What did you start to see? happen in terms of those results? I started to see myself showing up on my social media, again, live, also in reels. I started to see myself having more booked calls because of that. And yes. I, I have more booked calls and I'm having more amazing conversations and I'm well on my way to my dream client. That's so great to hear. And I, I also, I just, depending on who's listening, I know that there are some online businesses where people are like, I don't want any sales calls, right? I want it all to happen through online funnels. That's all well and good. But the majority of business owners and the majority of the women that I coach, the money happens in conversations. Yep. You don't have conversations, you don't make money, period. Like there is no business without relationships, sales calls, you know, follow up, all that stuff, proposals as Angela is talking about. So not everyone wants a digital, purely digital business. Not everyone wants complicated online funnels. A lot of the women that I know that have six and seven figure businesses built them as a result of conversations. 
And so you're telling me that just by showing up more, you were getting more of these booked calls. Did you find that when you were in the calls, people understood more clearly what you did because you'd been showing up? Was there a kind of more of a synergy happening? Definitely clarity from my end. But then also I was far more prepared and I was far more calm and not so anxious and not so like abrupt on the call, if that makes any sense. Just calm and just confident in who I am and what I can offer. And that brought solace to to a lot of the calls, just calm and clarity. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And showing up with more calm and more clarity, it creates a different atmosphere in those conversations. Yeah. You appear more confident. Yes, you you appear more confident. You appear more in the know. You know, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. And you can help me. And, you know, it's nothing like approaching a call and you're timid. And then the person, they're already timid, right? That's why they're looking for a coach. So the timid cannot help the timid. Somebody's got to be on top of the game, right? And that's got to be me. I'm the coach. And so when I started to show up more and, and really just started to talk more, doing my reels, getting on live, I'm showing up more. So therefore, I'm building up my confidence and my momentum. So by the time I get on the call, I'm good. Like, let's go. I love this so much because you'll recall she started the conversation today saying my initial thoughts were, I don't know what I'm doing. And so in order to get out of that, she made some mindset choices, which created this momentum of her showing up online, which created these results of getting in calls. And just by getting in the calls, she started to feel like she knew what she was doing. And she's portraying that and the client is picking up on that. So you literally have made these these chain of decisions that have led to you getting over this limiting belief, right? The initial limiting belief was, I don't know what I'm doing. And now every day you're, you're showing up and you feel that piece that was missing only a couple months ago. Yes. It's so incredible. Like and it just, it's so incredible. I talk about this all the time and it's really hard to experience unless you're in a program like A Players. The transformation that can happen in 90 days is really remarkable. And Angela, I want to ask you about this too, because I feel like when, when you first started A Players, you were not as present on social media as you are right now. So talk to me about that transition for you and how that's impacted your business. My business is a very visual business. Instagram is my main social media channel, a little bit of Facebook as well. And so... What we hear is it's all about reels and what we hear is showing up as your brand. So if you're showing up, if I'm representing my, my design services, I should be the face apart from my projects, the before and afters and all of that. But showing up, speaking on camera, even if you had had invited me to this at the very beginning of A Players, I would have said, I'm too busy this Monday morning. (laughs) I'm not showing up. No, thank you. (laughs) I'll watch Brittany. I'll watch Julia. (laughs) But just showing up, using my voice, Nothing is natural about being on camera and talking about yourself. And on a Monday morning, probably a little bit more tired than usual. But it's important to show up. And also just having a face, being that face, speaking to the camera is scary. No one really at the beginning, I have yet to hear of somebody say this is a natural, you know, this is comfortable for me. It's just a learned skill. And the reason and what helped me being, you know, comfortable 
outside of the, you know, outside of video is to say, it's not about me necessarily. It's, this is a message that clients want to hear, right? This is a, they want to hear a tip about how to renovate a basement because it could help them. It could really make a difference in their renovation or picking the sheen for a paint color. This will help them. It might be something that they're going out to do today. So when I take myself out of it and I'm just the messenger. It's not about like me as Angela because it's not about my ego. It's about what does that viewer need to hear and see and, and learn and know and grow with. Then, then that has really helped with the shift. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. repeat, repeat and repeat. <laughs> This is why, you know, mindset alone will only get you so far. And it really irks me when people show up and call themselves a mindset coach because then you're really only doing your clients. You're only helping them with the first half, right? Which is like laying a mindset foundation, but you really need to get into momentum. And this is what, what does people, what do people say? I really give the loving butt kick in, in a players is because it's not enough to, to think about it. It's not enough to believe it. You do. Then you need to take the belief and put it into action. And that's what you both have done so beautifully. And to think about, I really think that what I see the most in both of you is an exponential growth in confidence. And that wouldn't have come from mindset work alone. That really came from the combination of the mindset, the strategy, which is, of course, my role in A players, and then the implementation, taking the action putting out the proposals, having the calls, taking the work and then applying it to your business, which is so beautiful. So I wanted to ask you in your own words, what would you say are your biggest, shiniest, happiest wins from the last two months? What are you the most proud of having to accomplished in the first two months of A Players? I'm here. I mean, I know that sounds so subtle and so easy, but I'm telling you 60 days ago, 90 days ago, I didn't think that this was even possible. Period. I have an Instagram that says Brittany the coach. There are clients on a Calendly link that are waiting to hear me and have a conversation with me so that I can help them with their business. I'm here. And, and it is just as simple as that. I love that. I love that. Angela, how about you? Biggest win. The biggest win I have to say is the, and I'm not saying that's because Brittany's online or some of the players are listening, but it's the group, apart from working with you, Leanne, that's been really, really exciting and so great, but also the group of women that I've met within A players. And I think because those are, I know they're my business besties, which I was lacking before coming in. I had one or two, but I haven't had many entrepreneurial women within my circle. So meeting my tribe here within the community has been really a win, a win. I love that. I love that because the journey can be so lonely if we're not careful. That impacts momentum, right? If you feel like you're alone in this, if you feel like nobody cares whether you win or lose, whether you succeed or fail, whether you whether you make it to the, to the five-year vision or you don't, it can be pretty easy to want to give up, right? Like if it, I, I know that I have found immense support and value in, in my business besties and masterminds that I've invested in. And I think that community piece is, is it's just so critical. 
we can do it alone, but why the hell would we want to? <laughs> that's what I always say, right? Like, that's no fun at all. <laughs> like, and, and you just, you're going to get there further faster with the support of a group. I really do think that. So one thing I ask you to think about, this is kind of a fun one. Where do you see yourself one year from now if you keep on this trajectory? What's possible for you? Angela, why don't you take this one first? Oh, I see myself just growing, just be doing much more of the same, but growing and expanding, seeing the possibilities of having a really successful design firm that is flowing with ease. <laughs> Other than lots of clients that I've worked with that are just loving their houses. And, but also I think what I've learned about are other tools. So learning about webinars. So I really am excited about exploring that part of business, right? And working on adding tools to, to my business so that I can make it a, an easier experience and a more fulfilling and joyful experience for clients. And that expansion is just, that's the vision is just expanding in all directions. I love that. Brittany, how about you? Where, where do you see yourself a year from now? I see myself a year from now hitting that dream number when we talked about an A players from a monthly perspective. I see myself expanding from a place where I would love to have like a private Facebook group. I would love to have like in-person events. I would love to have speaking engagements, panel, podcast, just growing, <laughs> growing and living in the business and doing my thing. I love it. And I love that. For, for each of you, it isn't just about a, a single dollar amount. Although I know that you both have big revenue goals and I have every confidence that you are going to hit those goals. But I love that when you spoke about it, it's really not about the money, is it? It's really about the lifestyle and the impact that you want to make on the world, on your clients. I just think it's so beautiful. And I'm really grateful for both of you, I always say like, you know, dream clients for me are the ones that come in, they're focused. They don't think they know more than everybody else. They've got that beginner's mind and they're willing to do the work, right? Yes, it's going to, you're going to have good days and bad. Yes, you're going to, you're going to fall down and have to pick yourself back. Yeah. Yeah. Both of you have really used the tools at, at your disposal. You use the mindset coaching call. You use the boxer to communicate with me. So I just, I, I just really see both of you as true dream clients. But with that said, I also want to say that the entire cohort has just been magical. It's really been such a joy to get to do this work with you all. So with that said, I would love for you to share, if anyone's curious, where people can find out more about you. So is it on Instagram? Do you want to share that? And Angela, why don't you go first? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at Decorancer and my website, which is under construction because that's part of my goal is to get it up and running again, is Decorancer.com. Love it. Okay, perfect. And Brittany, how about you? Yeah, because you can find me on IG at Brittany underscore coach. And it's Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-E-N-E-Y underscore coach. So definitely check these ladies out online. If you enjoyed this conversation, let them know that you enjoyed this conversation. We all need to hear that from time to time. Thank you so much for being here and willing to share the highs and the lows of the journey. I know it's not always easy to share the behind the scenes and the messy stuff, but you all are, you, you both are such an inspiration to everyone listening. So thank you again. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening to the business of thinking big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com. Thank you.